0: Boys, what's the longest you've stayed in a hotel? Ooh, I
1: I think two weeks for me when I first moved to North Carolina. Place I was moving into wasn't ready yet, so I had to stay in like an extended stay for two weeks. And that sucked. (laughs) And somebody stole and the lady stole my peanut butter. That's all I'll say the lady stole my peanut butter. Wait, what? Yeah, like the cleaning lady. She came in and stole my peanut butter so I had to start tying up the <laughs> cabinets to make sure my food didn't get stolen. I wish I was joking. 100%
2: true. Of of all the things to steal, she knew for Steel City Dan taking his peanut butter would be would would leave the deepest scars.
1: That's true.
0: <laughs> she knew. she stole your i i refuse to believe that someone did that to you
1: yeah Um, it it was gone it was just absolutely i went to work she comes in and cleans come home no peanut butter (laughs) i mean one culprit that's it (laughs) tying it up zip ties the next day zip ties
0: chris you
2: um I also had to do that when I moved to Oregon, but not for two weeks. It was for a week. I think probably my honeymoon. I think it was a little over a week in one hotel. Um, So that was probably it in Hawaii.
0: Yeah. uh, I've been in hotels for basically three weeks now. A little break in between, but then hotels. And the thing is, nice hotels. So I'm not like sitting here like saying I didn't stay at extended stays. You know, because extended stays, (laughs) dicey. Um, But it's just that like, I miss certain things now that I didn't realize that like I'd miss, like my own towels, like I miss my towels. Like I miss my coffee, you know? I miss not having to call someone whenever like something's not there. It's just like my fault, but it's like someone else's fault. I guess in Dan's case, somebody steals a peanut butter. It's not his fault, somebody else's (laughs) fault. But yeah, I am just, I am very happy to be out of hotels tomorrow.
1: I'm ooh, tired yeah, that, of it. You've had a long stretch there. You're right. You don't, you take those things for granted, like soft towels. Towels yeah. that don't have mystery hair in them. Um, walking around. yeah. Oh, boy. I'm telling you, we need to turn what Chris just did into the first brunch breakdown gif, because that was a <laughs> fantastic reaction so if you didn't see that go to youtube and facebook right now um (laughs) and start this episode over but like walking around in your bare feet not wondering how many bare feet and dirt mcturds walked in there the years before you so
2: yeah you take that stuff for granted so
1: enjoy being back home
2: tomorrow (laughs) oh my god that was all that was very graphic
0: I like. I don't know what places you stay in, Dan.
2: But like, <laughs> they steal. Well, they steal my peanut butter. But apparently, that's where. <laughs> if they'll steal his peanut butter, God knows what else they'll do. Dee Dee, you can't, <laughs> you can't trust anyone or anything. It's it's anarchy. Yeah.
0: It's Never terrible. once, while in the Venetian in Las Vegas or in this beautiful hotel I'm staying in Orlando, have I ever thought. That there would be what did you call it? Turd what on the Dirt ground?
1: McTurds. <laughs> Dirt mcturds.
0: Dirt mcturds. That's where probably a went. say.
1: I probably wouldn't think about that in that hotel
2: either. There are certainly exclusions, and apparently, I need to go to the five stars. <laughs> so is this episode going to be called Dirt McTurd Brunch? Is that what, is that
0: what we're doing today? Well, leading candidate. Three minutes in. That's what we got. So. Leading Canada. Work hard, boys, because right now it's Dirt McTurd Brunch. Welcome to the Brunch the Breakdown. <laughs> 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 Welcome to the Brunch Breakdown. It's Dee, Dee here in Orlando in another hotel room. And Dan and Chris are in Pittsburgh. And Dan, tell everybody where they can find the Brunch Breakdown.
1: You can find the Brunch Breakdown quite literally everywhere you listen to your other least favorite podcast. This is your favorite podcast. That's why you're here with us today. Uh, That includes Apple Podcasts, of course, Spotify, Google Podcasts, SoundCloud, Stitcher, iHeartRadio, everywhere and everywhere in between. Every Thursday, episode's ready for you. Hit subscribe anywhere that you follow. Hit subscribe. That way, those episodes come to you first thing Thursday morning. No need to wait for us to tweet out or Send out any links to the specific episode links. You follow us, you get everything immediately as soon as it's available Thursday morning. Of course, the full video episodes, like the wonderful reactions Chris just had on the air (laughs) based on that last conversation. You can see live on our YouTube page and our Facebook page. Those videos premiere every Thursday as well. 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern, available on-demand as well, anytime after that you need it. And, of course, we are everywhere on social media. That's where I'm leaving it this week. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, Triller, TikTok, find us everywhere. And, of course, you can listen to the Sounds of Brunch playlist, which we'll get into at the end of the show here. Every Friday, that's available on Spotify. You can follow that playlist as
0: well. Love it. Love it. Well, today on the show, we got a lot of fun things to get to. Uh, We got the Heinz Packed. That we're gonna talk about. We're gonna talk hot dog bun ratio. Should be fun. Uh Tampa Bay had another boat parade because the Lightning won the Stanley Cup. And we're gonna talk about that. And this new thing called Songfinch, which is kind of like the cameo for music. So we'll talk about that as well. We got Brunch Court, what we're listening to. But now let's get it started like we always do with Bruce Day. And boys, I'll be able to join you next week. But right now, but listen, listen, listen. White chocolate mocha, Starbucks, the tried and true. That's what I've got for you. Actually, went downstairs, stood in line, got Starbucks, so I could be a part of Brews Day in this way, not the way I want to be. But next week, I'm back. Wow.
1: The level of commitment
2: is unmatched there. So thank you. That's You're welcome. Good choice. a Good You're choice. Welcome, it's a good choice.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Chris, what are you sipping on?
2: Well, uh, gentlemen, it was a it was a big weekend over here in the Gates household. I had some of my wife's family come in from Wisconsin. And as you know, this is the summer of Wisconsin in terms of beer for me. Um, You may remember a few weeks ago I had a beer called the Naked the Naked Threesome, and uh, vividly, it's hard to forget. Right, hard (laughs) to forget from a brewery called Raised Grain Brewing Company in Waukesha, Wisconsin. Well, turns out I, I let my mother in law, father in law know, hey. I like this brewery. Bring over more if you can get to it before you head here. Turns out that brewery is uh, two and a half miles from their house. So, wow, did they bring me a lot of beer this weekend. So, I have another one to feature uh, today from Raised Grain Brewing. It is the Everyday Warrior American IPA. And I think this brewery's – one of their trademarks with their IPAs is Amarillo Hops because – There's just a ton of flavor in a lot of these IPAs that raised grain pumps out. And and as we do here for Brews Day, try to learn a little bit more about hops. And it seems like Amarillo hops uh, are very flavorful. They bring a lot of the bitterness. Um, And there's also a, uh, this is Amarillo and Warrior hops. Warrior hops, apparently, uh, from what I saw, it's more of like a balanced and mild flavor. Uh, and it can almost give off um, kind of like a lager type of taste. And oddly enough, I get both of those. I get bitter on the way in, and then this beer is really clean on the back end. So if you're an IPA fan, um, but you don't really like that lingering bitter taste kind of on the back of your tongue, um, I feel like this this beer gets you uh, the best of both worlds. Um, and it kind of almost looks like, like a lager as you oh, look wow. at it, Poured it into a glass, which yeah. is- interesting but uh big fan everyday warrior american ipa um there's going to be a lot more beers from this brewery just a heads up <laughs> cheers
1: nice very nice interesting combo there good stuff though good stuff uh i went i've been haven't had a dark beer on brews day in a while so i decided to pull out the slim cans Going back to our good friends at Brew Gentlemen, featured them a little while back. uh, Shouts to Tyler, who hooked this one up once again. Uh, (laughs) A a Tyler selection on Brews Day, if you will. Uh, This one is called Mr. Automatic. uh, Classic English-style robust porter. And, you know, summertime, so not really porter stout season. But this guy's a little 6'7". It's a six, seven. It's smooth. Um, it is kind of like thick and creamy. It would throw it threw me off as a Porter. I'm like, Oh, maybe I'm drinking the wrong thing. And then I picked out the stout by accident, but it's slightly thick, kind of creamy, roasty. You get a lot of dark chocolate in this, which I'm a huge fan of dark chocolate. Uh, and, and usually with a stout or a Porter, there's that delicate balance of roastiness and coffee and chocolate But this is like fudgy, dark chocolate that you get with this. But it's not heavy. The the way that they do it, I know everything I just explained to you makes it sound heavy, but it's not. It's really not heavy. It's very, very smooth. Um, It's rich, but not overly rich. You do get hints of coffee. um, But it does. It it drinks really smoothly amongst all of that and kind of makes it a... Good timing for a, a summer. They do have summer stouts and things like that are coming out now. They can get a little watered down, but for a porter, I like the direction of this. So Mr. Automatic brew, gentlemen, 12 outs, can you can't go wrong. You can't go wrong.
2: Nice Dan. I had brew gentlemen over the weekend for the first time. Did you, I had the general Braddock, the, the IPA that they have there. Can't go wrong. Good Got stuff. Flagship good
1: stuff. That is, that's really good stuff from them. Um, So we look forward to talking more beer with uh, our brother over there, the legend status podcast in a couple of weeks details will be coming out on that soon. We'll be talking summer beers and all sorts of things. And Chris will have a Wisconsin segment apparently (laughs) and, and feature all those as well. So more details to come check out the legend new episodes from him every Tuesday at legend status pod, but cheers to Brew brew day this week, boys.
2: Cheers boys. Cheers. And cheers to Wisconsin while we're at it, okay? Who better to rate Wisconsin's best beers than Chris Gates in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania? Let's go. <laughs> known true. Pennsylvanian. Hey,
0: <laughs> Chris, known known Wisconsin. Chris, you and Giannis are the Wisconsin. You yeah. and Giannis. <laughs> Let's go. Let's go. <laughs> you, Giannis, and maybe Aaron Rodgers can talk yeah, beer. We'll yeah, we'll see. <laughs> Not sure. Oh my gosh. All right, boys, let's uh get it off our chests. Um Chris, get us started. Get it off your chest. Cool. So um I
2: read an article recently that made me want to talk uh about hold What slight pause there. Just the slight
0: <laughs> pause. <laughs> it was like, I read an article that uh May- made me want to talk. <laughs>
2: It did. And guess what? I'm about to say some words. So let's go. Um, People are flying much, much more right now that like COVID's over. Uh, Everybody's traveling again, hopping on planes, going on vacation, all that good stuff. And apparently like a lot of the early feedback from people flying is like, hey, we still really hate to fly, but. At least they give us Biscoff cookies. So (laughs) I wanted to, it made me think about what my ideal flight atmosphere is. Because I got to tell you, guys, I hate flying. I think it's the worst. I drive as much as I possibly can because I like to be in control of my travel. I don't like delays. I don't like having to hope for standby I don't like connecting with flights and then missing flights. Like, I, I, I absolutely hate flying. I don't like sitting in close proximity with strangers for several hours on end. Who would choose to travel that way? The answer is nobody. Um, so I want to hear from you guys what your ideal flying scenario is. And I'll just share a few things of mine to give you some time to think about yours. Uh, my ideal flying scenario starts with the pre-vacation beer. And we've talked about that. So the pre-vacation beer, you, I need the beer before I get on the plane. Okay. Mm -hmm. I need the beer before I get on the plane. I also need to use the bathroom before I get on the plane so that I hopefully don't have to use the bathroom on the plane. Um, then from there, like at this point, I really think if I'm flying, more than, more than like four hours. I, I think I'm doing everything I possibly can to, to, to be in first class at this point. Like I can't, man, I cannot, I can't do the, the, and it's not like, it sounds bougie. It's not a bougie thing. I just don't like sitting next to people. And especially after COVID I'm paying for that comfort. I I'm paying for that ability to take a nap and not get disrupted by somebody else. I really am. Um, and, uh, I, I think Biscoff cookies are in there too, man. I don't know. Is that part of your, your ideal flight? Cause they don't really give food out on planes anymore. It's just the snack food. So,
0: mm-hmm.
2: you know, for the trouble of flying on a plane, yeah, I'll take some Biscoff cookies.
0: <laughs> yeah. Ideal flight situation is, um, it's just first, it's first class is the ideal situation once you sit in first class one time you don't want to go back to that because it's just you and whoever you came with that's it i will say we sat first class one time with my daughter who was nine months old at the time that was not enjoyable for my wife anyways she did not enjoy (laughs) that a lot at all was not a big fan (laughs) of that because my daughter wanted nothing to do with me she only wanted she only wanted siobhan what can i do so I got to enjoy first class, but like she kind of had to deal with a squirming around like nine or 10 month, 10 month old at the time. But right. other than that, it's freaking great. So first class, no children in first class.
1: <laughs> right. right. Ideal flight scenario. No children on the plane. Yeah. Um.
0: <laughs> yeah. Like, I mean, I love my kids. Don't get it. Don't get it twisted. I love my kids. Right. Kids are great. They're fine. You got to kids on the plane. You got to fly places, whatever. But They're just not fun to fly with. I'm sorry. (laughs) They're just not great.
1: Yeah. 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 That's weird. You said that, Chris, like four hours is your kind of first class cutoff. I'm trying to think of what mine is. It might be five. It's probably around where I start to consider that direction to go. If I'm going internationally, I will never not go first class internationally ever again. Cause I did that once. and I'm like, this
2: is it. This is how you fly. Now this is how you fly across the
1: ocean. <laughs> it has so, to be first class.
2: So five hours, Dan is basically like when we're talking distance traveled, you're saying like, if I have to go to the Pacific time zone or further.
1: Yeah. I think is that's fair. Fair. Yeah. I think that's fair. Um, and I usually can't get there in one plane. So that's why I don't go first, first class. Uh, but yeah, Pacific time zone or, or further, that would be uh, first class for me. But if I'm not, if I'm rocking a coach, Uh, i need to at least be i prefer the window seat Mm. Uh, unless i've got somebody with me unless my fiance is with me and she can have the window seat so that i'm the barrier from the weirdo next to us because i am operation shutdown (laughs) because i put my the headphones are sitting right over here i put my headphones around my neck as we walk onto the plane and literally before i even like complete the sit down process over the years i'm not here to talk that's my message. Thank you very much. That's it. I, I make that very, very clear um, on a, on a plane scenario. Actions
2: speak louder than words, Dan. And yes, you, that, that does it for sure. I make
1: it very clear that we're <laughs> not here to conversate during the length of this flight. Uh, yeah. I need some Biscoff cookies. You kidding me? Let's go. Let's go for sure. And in an ideal scenario for me, I like the nighttime flights. I like the late flights. As much as it sucks getting home late or to your destination late, usually there's less people on the plane. People know to be quiet because the lights are dim. I can't fall asleep super well on a plane. So if you just black out the plane, we don't have to worry about shades. I'm good to go. I'll put on a couple of M- albums, put on Miguel. See ya. See when we touch down. That's
2: it for me. I like it. You made me think of a couple others, Dan. I'm a I'm an aisle seat guy uh, because mm-hmm. I can't sit. I can't sit for hours on end. I gotta be able to have easy access to that aisle so I can stand up for a little while. Um, and I'm with you. I, I I hate the early morning flights. I would rather fly out later in the day, start my day normal. You know, get into a mm-hmm. rhythm before I hop on that plane. I do. It. Yeah. Right.
1: Yeah. The-, the aisle seats is a tough one because it's like if we're in a long plane and I'm having beer on the plane, or I'm having more than one little sippy cup of water, I'm going to have to use that lavatory little up front or in the back. And I'm going to have to climb over somebody where that person can't be asleep or else we've got some straddle trouble to, (laughs) to go for here. So that's a balance.
0: That's tough. Yeah. Yeah. See, I wish I could do the aisle. My legs are too long. Anytime (laughs) I have been in the aisle where like it's the cart, hits me in the leg somebody oh, hits yeah. me in the leg it's just always someone constantly hitting my leg so it's window for me all day because then at least I can I can control where this arm no one's touching this arm yeah no one's you know this like this leg's already over here so like I only got to control half my body when I'm on when I'm in the window seat but the aisle it's just and everybody's just hitting that half of my body so I'd rather be able to just have the rest of it chilling over here in the uh in the window mm-hmm. but yeah Gosh, but you guys were talking about the time of flights. Uh, Give me early morning flights or red-eye flights all day long. Because I just like to get to my destination and just be like, have it be over with. Like, I like to, like, because if I'm flying to, if I'm flying home, I want to be on the plane. I want to be on the last plane that leaves LAX and get home, like, at five in the morning or whatever time (laughs) it is. So then you don't lose a day. I hate hate losing a day. You fly across the country and then like you just like lose part of the day because you flew at a certain time. And so I'm like, the earlier the flight, the better for me. Well, shouts to Biscoff cookies. Dude, nice.
1: They make a spreadable Biscoff peanut butter cream. Now there's like Biscoff beer. Lock it up, Dan. Lock it up in the cabinet. Don't
0: let anybody (laughs) near it. (laughs) Don't take it to the hotel.
2: No doubt.
0: Locking it up. Oh, Dan, get it <laughs> off your chest.
1: Uh, what I want to get off my chest here today, something I just experienced this afternoon uh, for work. Great. I was able to work from home today, and we had a virtual workshop with 30 other people in our company. I won't get into the details of necessarily what it was about, but it was supposed to be this presentation slash workshop that lasted for two hours mind you. Um, and what I've come to realize after experiencing this, this morning is like working in workshops and specifically in like small groups, breakoffs into small groups, absolutely infuriates me as a 30 some year old businessman. Okay. We're not in kindergarten anymore. We where we need to develop our social skills, be forced to share and talk and things like that. We have there has to be a better way. We have to create better ways to like instruct and share with adults besides these little small group breakouts sessions. Like and this was done virtually today. So they're able to do this in a virtual environment now where the presenter can randomly assign you into small groups of however many they want. And it's just like a roulette board If you don't know who you're going into the group with. It's like three, two, one, okay. And you're like looking about all these other people that you're suddenly in this group with. And it just like, why even in the virtual world are we still doing this? I don't need or want to talk to people that I barely know, or literally quite literally don't even know about my thoughts or experiences or my opinions. Cause they don't care about mine as much as I don't care about theirs. So I just want to say, let's please stop this. Like after college, no more of these group sessions and breakout sessions and treat each other as adults and find a better way to be able to communicate without these little group things.
0: A hundred percent agree with that. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like that's just, that just sounds awful. Dan.
1: I couldn't believe they were actually doing it. And it happened multiple times. So it was like a, another random group every time. And I'm thinking like, this guy isn't this old. He has to know people hate this. Who enjoys this? Do we get something out of it? No, no, we don't. You're forcing us to do something we don't want to do. There has to be, A better way there simply has to be a better way as adults for us to be able to share and and communicate things versus this stupid old old method
0: i love it i love it
1: so let's work on better ways that's all (laughs) get rid of it
0: (laughs) all right boys uh i can get this off my chest um your favorite sport isn't going to get like taken off the face of the planet because the ratings are bad just letting everybody know this the way that we talk about ratings and stuff it's like oh man stanley cup ratings they're lower than this rating the nba finals ratings are lower than this rating oh no one can touch the nfl's ratings hey guys like they're all signing billion dollar tv deals your favorite sport doesn't matter if anybody watches it or not it, just it literally doesn't matter it's like these things are always going to change with those three and then the nfl is going to be number one and it, it, it doesn't matter like it really doesn't matter i got so sick of seeing all these things talking about like who's watching what sport who's watching this and like i understand we have like information overload when it comes to like you know social media and stuff like that and everyone's throwing all these numbers out and if you like that <laughs> fine but like people argue about this stuff like it matters Like, it doesn't matter. Like, your sport's not going anywhere. People are just going to watch it more because of this or watch it less because of this. And that's just how it is. And I just want people to know that, like, you don't have to worry about the ratings and you don't have to care about any of that stuff. You can just watch the sport and, like, enjoy it. Because you know what? When I'm watching the NBA Finals, I don't care who's watching it. I don't care if you two are watching it. I don't care if anybody's watching it, really, except for my dad because he'll call me at, like, midnight and talk to me about whatever happened in the game, but like, that's about it. Like, I really don't care. And I think everybody should kind of focus on that now and not care because there's a million places to watch sports now and just no one, none of them are going anywhere.
1: You're not worried about if the MLB all-star game is going to pull too many viewers and hook people back into baseball. So they're going to forget about the NBA finals.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Like it's just, it's just so dumb it's like these things just go up and down and up and down and i just i don't know it's just barely annoying to me just listening to ratings talk like it's the end of the world like oh man the sports it's like what's gonna happen like oh sorry two million people watch the stanley cup finals oh crap what's see you next season i don't know i don't know what to tell you (laughs)
1: Yeah, next season will still start and still complete, and they'll still keep playing, believe it or not.
2: (laughs) It clearly doesn't matter about the ratings because they're moving from NBC, they're moving to ESPN next year. Nobody watched, and now they're going to the worldwide leader in sports. They're They're going to ESPN,
1: TNT, who own like every sport. (laughs) They have both.
2: And like, okay, ESPN's not worried about it. They're not worried about it. Probably shouldn't
0: be either. Yeah, yeah. I just I, gosh, it just it, the whole everything just annoys me now with the way that people try to argue about sports and stuff and it's just like I I, I don't care how many pay-per-view buys like a UFC fight gets. If you like UFC, right? Freaking watch it. Like I don't care. Right. <laughs> like, it's not going anywhere. Like it's worth billions of dollars. It's not going anywhere. People like to wa- Americans love to watch people beat each other up. Like that's just <laughs> what it is. It's not going anywhere. It's true. Gosh. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of that, let's get into the main course, guys. Uh, Tampa Bay, Lightning won the Stanley Cup. Tampa Bay is now the city of champions uh, because they have the best parades. They had another boat parade. They hurt the Stanley Cup. <laughs> had to send it back to get fixed. Then the Stanley Cup will get sent back to them. Um, guys, what are, you, what are we thinking? Every, every parade should just be in Tampa, regardless of where you win the championship. You should just go to Tampa and have your parade
2: there. It's hard. It's hard to argue against that idea right now.
1: (laughs) It is. We
2: talked last
1: year at this time about if every parade should be on water and on some, some body of water, but this is a more serious conversation where should they just be in Tampa? (laughs) 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 They should all just be on that body of water in Tampa Bay is really it. Uh, We had boat parades Jet skis involved, um, like I think the part where they're not right up against the fans kind of stinks. As you would, is if you're going down the street, and I have a, a a picture with Phil Kessel that I treasure to my heart and was my phone background for like 85 years, and I wouldn't get that if he was on a boat. Uh, so that part kind of stinks. But I mean, they Tampa has shown that it is the new standard for parades. They've done it. They've had three championship parades in the past 12 months, all on boats. That's it. They all just need to go there.
2: Yeah. And uh, I think that, you know, there's a lot of pressure now on teams in Tampa Bay to keep winning because uh, with this last one, I feel like Tampa, the city of Tampa Bay, as they've, they're in peak celebration mode right now. So like raise no pressure, but there's a lot of pressure, you know, cause we don't want to lose this momentum. You guys got to win. These teams need to keep winning. So these boat parades can continue to be as majestic uh, as they've become. Otherwise, you know, what good does it do if the city of Tampa Bay doesn't win another championship for 20 years?
0: You know, that's why every parade should just be there. Cause we can't trust Tampa yeah. to keep winning like this. You know what I mean? It's, it's like, not fair
2: to them. Yeah.
0: Like Tom Brady, <laughs> like Tom Brady's going to retire. Like they're, they're going to go back to being the bucks again for another, however many years. So they're going to be trash again. You know what I mean? Like we can't expect the lightning to just like keep winning, even though they're like, you know, they're really good right now. But like, I, I think we should just move them all down there. Whoever wins go to Tampa. Why do you want to have a parade? in green bay
1: in yeah in february
0: yeah, why you know <laughs> like for what did you guys hear tom brady on the shop talking about um uh talking about how they said they were like is this a new tom is this like you know are you happy you're in tampa and he was like he's like i wouldn't say i was like happier but like he said in new england at the end of a parade by the end of the parade you want to go home you're freezing <laughs> In Tampa, everyone's passing around tequila. You're in the water. It's like, yeah, like, that's why it's like, I don't know if I'm happier, but like the weather's nicer.
2: (laughs) Oh, he was happier. We all saw Tom roll out of that parade at the end of it. He was happier. He didn't know he was happier at the time, but he was.
1: (laughs) Yeah, the, the moments from these parades have never been more viral and more memorable in history from Tampa. And yeah, I think they they all should just take place down there. Cause like you said, Tampa is not just going to, they're just not going to keep winning. So let's give them, let's give them being celebration headquarters. I think maybe we should look into some bigger boats for (laughs) some of these, (laughs) some of these parades, like maybe the one that the trophy actually goes on. So it doesn't get dented or thrown from ship to ship and possibly end up. I heard they legitimately had divers on standby. For the yeah. lightning boat parade, they legitimately had. I mean, the Vince Lombardi Trophy. You throw that thing in 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 that river in that in the water there, you got another one the next day, right? There's over fifty of them. Whatever, they'll make you a new one. The Stanley Cup, they're diving after that thing and calling every emergency department they can. Canada will send down their finest to make sure <laughs> that the cup comes up. I couldn't even imagine what that would take to get that out of the water. The thing lifts, weighs so much as it is, and then in water, uh, it's deep water too. So maybe bigger boats, like we'll send down the gateway clipper from the Berg, and we can just put half the team or the whole team on there and lift it that way. And They can pass it to each other without going across bodies of water, maybe make it a little bit safer. But they look like they're a blast. Jet skis, I
2: mean, come on. And don't send the good ship lollipop down there. You got to send send the majestic. Yeah. You got to send one of the big boys.
0: Yeah. (laughs) I want it filled with duck boats. I just want the whole parade. There's be nothing but duck boats. Every city of those duck boats, they all just send their duck boats down. And that's how we do this in Tampa. Everybody. It's just crazy duck boats everywhere. Or what
2: about like a massive, like we have those tiki uh, boats here in Pittsburgh. Uh, What about like a massive one for the entire team? Oh, like, like the, like a tiki barge for the champion.
0: (laughs) Wow. Okay. Tiki
2: barge. Yeah.
0: Richard Branson, Elon Musk, all you people talking about space, Jeff Bezos, put that together. Yeah.
1: And I like the ducky boat idea because it can go, we can get the best of both worlds. You can get a little street party parade going and then you finish it in the water. I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, that's terrific. That's what needs to be done. Oh Yeah. All right. Well, tiki
0: ducky, ducky, (laughs) tikkies. Tampa city of champions. Like literally every champion is coming to Tampa. It's been a, it's a rule. Yep. The brunch breakdown (laughs) says so. All right, let's get into the uh, Heinz pact. Uh, Should hot dogs and buns (laughs) be equivalent Should the buns come in the same amount as the hot dogs. Dan, you put this in the text. Uh, How do you feel about this, this Heinz pact that's going on?
1: Yeah, there's been an issue going long dating back to the invention of, of hot dogs, right? About the count of buns and the count of hot dogs in the packages. Now, some companies have come around to it and gone, here's your eight, here's your eight. But we still have the issue with, why are we getting 10 hot dogs and eight buns and 24 buns and 36 hot dogs and, and whatnot? It, it, they're just not on the same page. So yes, Heinz is calling on big bun and big wiener companies to come together and mutually agree that they're calling out the number 10 and 10. They want 10 in each. They went 10 buns to go with the 10 wieners. There are over 25,000 signatures already on this pack. The goal is, uh, 35,000. So I'm in favor of this. Let's go. It's about time that we get the same amount of hot dogs As we do buns, because we've already we're already getting stuck with extra hot dog buns to begin with for the gluten free folk at the party or the healthy eater at the cookout, which we talked about a few weeks ago. Don't even come if you're one of those people eat a bun. okay? so you're already having extra buns on top of extra hot dogs or extra buns to begin with. So let's get them all on the same page. I'm all in favor of
2: this. Well Dan as as the grocery man here. Yes. D- uh, w- what's the background? Why why were these ever sold in like why were people not on the same page? Why were they sold in different quantities in the first place?
1: I'm so glad you asked because I have all that information here ready for you. Um
2: <laughs> Dan obviously Dan knows that because like if he has Joey Chestnut hot dog analytics, he has background on hot dogs, right? I have the background story. Of let's course, let's go. Let's go. Uh, so <laughs>
1: back in the '40s, uh, oh hot dogs were sold in were sold individually, and so you could just go up to the butcher and you'd get a couple, whatever you want. And then when they finally put hot dogs in a package. They put them in 10 to a pack. But the problem was that the baking pans used for hot dog buns at the time were only so big that they could only do four on a pan. So then they doubled it up to get the eight in a package. But that was in the 1940s and 50s. Like Why we haven't adapted since then is what I don't understand. There's no reason currently as it stands as to why they haven't all shifted in that direction. Now, like I mentioned, there are a few companies out there that will sell hot dogs in packages of eight, but you got to watch your price gouging there. Keep an eye out there, folks, keep an eye out. Um, But the fact that, you know, we had big peanut butter and big jelly come together years ago to give us the goober, right? They gave us what we wanted there. So (laughs) big hot dog, a big wiener. I mean, we're waiting on you.
0: God, I feel like I'm in the eighth grade for this episode you said turd and I laughed you said big wiener and I laughed like what is wrong with me like, like, I don't know if I've been in hotels too long but that shouldn't be that funny it just shouldn't be shouldn't be
1: no a lot of peanut butter references on the podcast so far by the way that's three when we went put in goober with big peanut
2: butter and big jelly for peanut right. butter hot dog brunch let's go
1: <laughs> that's um, the other thing is that we don't, we talked about the flat hot dogs a couple of weeks ago on brunch court. And I explained how you have the extra hamburger buns because people are eating the hot dogs and the buns and the ratios all off. This eliminates that need altogether. We don't need those. If we get 10 and 10, we're good. We're good yeah. to go. Let's make this happen, Heinz. I love I'm, it.
2: I'm here for that because the, I'm I'm still talking to people about the flat hot dog thing and, and I don't like it. So if we can eliminate that product from uh, the supply chain, I think that's a good thing. Um, yeah, I. Can, why? Why has this never happened? Heinz, thank you for stepping in and, yeah. and doing yeoman's work here. This is this is what this is what we need in twenty twenty one. some we're walking around with computers in our pockets, and we have not fixed the hot dog to hot dog bun ratio yet. Come on, come on. Exactly
0: yeah i can't believe like ballpark didn't do this first i can't believe there's so many other companies that you would think would jump on this first but heinz was like we're stepping up heinz doesn't make hot dogs heinz doesn't make buns or maybe they do heinz does a bunch of stuff they might make buns i don't know but they're not one of the people i think would be doing this oscar meyer but heinz had to do it the
1: yeah the toppings expert the intermediary had to come in and say hey Both of you, let's go. Let's get in the same room and make this happen. This is ridiculous.
2: Big hot dog and (laughs) and big bun couldn't make it happen, but big condiment stepped in and said, listen, boys, we got (laughs) to fix this issue.
1: Let's go. That's right. We're bigger than both of you combined. So let's
2: make this freaking happen. Yeah, we make you work. So you're going to work with us now. Yeah. (laughs)
1: Cause there's no other, there's no other food item on the planet where there's like, it relies on the other thing right. like this, right? <laughs> and why we can't get the same number. Doesn't make any sense.
0: Big wiener and big condiment. <laughs> All right.
1: Big wiener brunch. There it is.
0: <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> Let's talk about gifts to give our loved one. Dan, you have a wedding coming up. Um <laughs> Let's talk about this. Speaking of big wieners. <laughs>
1: <laughs> if, oh
2: man! If if ever there was an example of how this podcast, at the end of the day, is really for the three of us first, and then everybody else second, <laughs> that moment, that moment perfectly uh, <laughs> exemplified that for our <laughs> listeners.
0: Uh, oh, wow. <laughs> oh, my God. All right. Yeah. I don't know how we keep going here, um, but we're going to do it. Uh, <laughs> Song Finch is a thing that uh, is like Cameo. How Cameo, you can pay celebrities to from, you know, <laughs> pop from F popularity to A popularity. And they will do little birthday shout outs or basically say whatever you want uh, for them. So for you. And there's a new company called Song Finch that does this with songs and musicians. And would you have your favorite artist do a custom song for, uh, for you? Because this sounds pretty phenomenal. And I think this is something that's really going to like. It might actually blow up. We'll see who does it, but I think it could work.
1: Yeah, I'm fascinated by this idea because you're right. It's, it's kind of going after Cameo, but on a deeper level. Is what the companies and Songfitch and Finch and some of you know competitors that have a similar idea. They have some big name investors on board with these companies, and you know, cameo is cool, but a song can have a much deeper and longer lasting connection that you can customize for somebody. So the way that it works is you submit a request, you kind of say your preferred genre the mood the occasion for the song and then you write a few paragraphs to inspire help inspire the content for the song and the artists writing about it such as you know favorite things or inside jokes and memories uh, whatever it might be and so right now for through songfinch it's only 200 dollars a song but there's they don't have the, any of the major artists on board yet they do have them as investors which is interesting. So it makes you think that that pathway is it's there. It's clearly happening. This is on the way to cameo. Right. And so, yeah. How much would you pay? And to have one of your favorite artists write a customized song for you? Like I dish out some, some serious money. I think this is a a really, really fascinating idea.
2: Yeah. This is better than cameo. Yeah. In. In almost every way, and I think cameo is cool. Like, I've gotten a cameo. I got a cameo for my dad's birthday of Dave Wansted wishing him a happy birthday. I got that this week for my sister for me this year no, <laughs> from Dave Wansted. <laughs> yeah, it's uh so like Cameo's cool and sidebar: Dave Wonstead is probably making more money from Pit fans than he ever made coaching Pit of because of Cameo. It's unbelievable. Yeah, um, <clears throat> but like so that's a cool thing to to get it's a cool thing to watch but like there's something different about a song and listening back to a song for years and years and years and like having potentially an award-winning artist craft it for you you know what i mean like I've seen a lot of people that are on cameo and like, I love the office. There's a bunch of people from the office that are on cameo. I could get Kevin from the office to do a cameo for me and it would be cool and funny and haha. But like, that's not the same as one of my favorite bands writing a song for like my wife or something. You know what I mean? Like there's, there's a different emotional tie-in that I feel like this idea, uh, taps into that is just genius. It's genius
0: yeah it's super genius because also it doesn't have to rely on the biggest artists in the world either because there's stuff that like big artists can do that they already do because they already do like you know they already do like drops for radio stations they basically just sit in a room all day and they just like do all that already so like they could drop your name into a song that already exists you know what i mean and then there's this other side of it where there's like songwriters that could just literally write you a song like you know, the, and they'll just make bank off of that. Because I would pay somebody to do that. Like, I would pay I would pay somebody a lot of money to do that for me. Like, yeah. this is, I feel like this is just a genius. And like you said, Cameo's, it's like, Cameo's cool, but I feel like it's cool for, like, that second. But a song, though? Like, a song? That's, that's pretty yeah. sweet.
1: Yeah, and like, it, to what you were saying there, Didi, with the the songwriters and even the not top name artists, you know, we all know. And I think most people know that artists nowadays don't make, don't make shit off of streaming music, unless you're one of the biggest in the world. It's like fractions of pennies off of streams and things like that. It's completely changed the landscape. Nobody's buying discs anymore or hard music. It's all digital. So, you know, the money has spread in completely different ways now. So this is a way for those people to be able to make money off of their craft, off of their art. And yeah, like you said, even to have a songwriter write a song, a customized song for you. And right now, again, it's, it's, it's cheap right now. You'd have a, a an art, a writer and an artist that you may maybe not have never heard of, but for it to be, something so custom like that a high quality and that you could have forever is still wild. And then, yeah, once we get into that world of more artists buying into this cost, going up, things like that, they were going to realize that they're going to make way more money off of selling a couple of songs <laughs> to your point, Chris, Dave wants that making more money on cameo than he <laughs> ever did as Pithead's coach. Then this is, this is the future. This is where it's going.
0: Yeah. I love this. I'm, I like, I I love this. I can't wait to see where this goes. Cause honestly, I'm surprised that cameo lasted this long. I did not think that cameo would like last like this, but now it's like, you know, people use it for charity and a bunch of different things. So it's like, it's, I mean, it's here for forever. And I just think this is like a great expansion of that. So.
2: Yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah. It's, it'll be interesting to see how it develops because a cameo is what? 90 seconds, three minutes. Something they can put together real quickly. Dave wants that said to me, I hear you're like 21 pilots. i have never really heard of them. So I can't help much. There is literally in the video that I'll have for the rest of my life. <laughs> it's amazing. <laughs> One of the fun facts, my sister fed him, <laughs> but uh, you know, naturally the song takes more time. And to your point, Dee, they just drop a name in or drop a line in and to a song that's already made and boom there you go. Simplifies the solution. So I'm, I'm fascinated.
0: I am. Yeah, I'm fascinated. I'm also fascinated by the fact that you guys both got Dave one said cameos <laughs> and we haven't heard them on the brunch breakdown. So next week guys bring them. Yep. They must be That's on the great. podcast. So yeah, just for sure. throwing it out there. Yeah. And then <laughs> I have to see how much Dave wants that is on cameo. Maybe I'll have him do a brunch breakdown drop. 50, 50. bucks, 50 yeah. bucks. That's for- nothing. Ah, uh,
1: 50 bucks. How many brunch, yeah, brunch breakdown promos can we get at a $50 rate? I mean,
0: let's go, boys. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, Dan, let's get into it. Uh, brunch court, we've got a good one this week. Dan, got- what are you bringing to the table for us to judge?
1: Yeah, we've got a stacked and loaded and a fantastic brunch court episode for everybody this week. So again, we encourage you to find the videos of these on YouTube and Facebook. So you can get the visuals that we're about to put up here. Uh, Chris, let's start first since you're working the magic board here. Let's start with the pizza item that we have up for bid, which (laughs) (laughs) we've talked about Chuck E. Cheese a couple of times on this podcast for some reason. Uh, Pasquale's pizzeria as they went under, the, the the name last year uh during the pandemic but but believe it or not what you are seeing right here right now chucky e. cheese frozen pizza coming to a kroger near you <laughs> <laughs> cheese and pepperoni flavors you've got charles entertainments smiling mouse face right up on the box. Ready for you, uh, boys. Chuck E. Cheese, pretty well known for their pizza, whether it's good or bad reason. They're known for the pizza here. They're not calling it Pasquales, but Chuck E. Cheese pizza at Kroger. Thoughts: Two hundred
0: and fifty free tickets. That's my first thought. Oh, so yeah. this is this would have one hundred percent gotten me to like get good grades in school if. I got 200. If my mom was buying Chuck E. Cheese pizza, I was getting 250 free tickets every time so I could walk into Chuck E. Cheese already balling. <laughs> like this <laughs> is big.
2: Yeah. I, so it, in the fine print. It, so I noticed that, too. It says C box for details. So I'm wondering if this is like, well, you have to do something and then win a lottery or, so, you know, to get your 250 tickets. I don't know. So I don't mean to mean to bring down the mood, fellas, but (laughs) I don't know if it's as simple as buy this pizza, ball out a Chuck E. Cheese. I just don't know that it's that easy. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, you know, I uh, I don't, I I don't really know where to go with this one, boys. I think there's something about like eating Chuck E. Cheese pizza when you're eight and then eating it when you're 34. And there's, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like my taste buds have evolved since then. And I'm not as excited about this as I probably would have been, uh, some 20 to 25 years ago. This is probably phenomenal drunk pizza. (laughs) <laughs>
1: it's probably perfect for that, and then maybe you feel a little—I don't know—if you feel more weird or less weird having it during that time after a, a night out of drinking. The pizzas on the box themselves don't look that appetizing, and I think maybe Charles <laughs> forgot a little bit of sauce because it seems like seems <laughs> like cheesy bread and cheesy bread with a couple of pepperonis on it. So that's not drawing me in, but. Chuck E. Cheese. If I can have Chuck E. Cheese pizza without going into Chuck E. Cheese, I'll do it once. Say my nieces and nephews are sleeping over, and then, yeah, after a night of too many beers, throw that in the oven and and, and probably crush it in 90 to 100 seconds.
0: I mean, listen, I, I got kids, man. We're going to be rocking the Chuck E. Cheese here soon. Yeah. I'm buying all these pizzas. This is now the frozen pizza at the crib. Because <laughs> I mean, yeah, I'll have to buy one and find out what this C more for detail situation is. But if it's just <laughs> me, like putting my email in or something, like
2: that could yeah, that could add up super quickly.
0: Like, five, dude, you get
2: so excited about the tickets. <laughs> the pizza on the
1: on the board here that we're showing that's five hundred free tickets if you get one of each.
2: These are yeah, regular size pizzas. It's normal. That's what I'm saying. It doesn't add up. It doesn't add up. There, uh, there's, a catch.
0: Dude, there's a catch. I don't know. All I'm saying is, dude, if this is legit, like. DiGiorno, goodbye. Like it's, it's, it's Chuck E. Cheese. Charles is in charge of the pizza in the Dudley <laughs> house. We're getting 250 free tickets every time we buy the pizza.
1: Hey Come on! Good, fantastic marketing tactic to get people to get back into Chuck E. Cheese that are worried about, you know, are we sanitizing each one of those balls in the ball pit anymore and things like that? Great, great marketing effort. Nostalgia with the, the pizza tastes good. At least uh, maybe it does. And then, yo, here's a bunch of tickets. Come back in. We're ready for you.
0: Charles is ready. I'm ready. That's for sure. Uh, Yeah. I'm all in favor for this. I I don't think I am.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'm in, I'm in on this. Um, I I don't, we don't have any Kroger's in the Pittsburgh area, unfortunately. So there won't be a live taste test, but, Diddy, I know you've got some uh, Kroger-owned stores, so you have to okay. keep your eyes out and see what you can get a hold of there.
0: Oh, yeah. This has Ralph's written all over it. I'm there ready. There go. <laughs> <laughs> I'm ready. Taste test. It's coming.
1: All right. Next one up. Hmm, what are we going to go with here? Let's go with the ice cream. Chris, oh let's pull up the ice cream graphic. And this is from Van Leeuwen who is based out of Brooklyn. It, they started as an ice cream truck, and they have shops. I, I don't know where besides New York. But today, the day we're recording this, is National Macaroni and Cheese Day. C- uh, ha- happy nac- National Macaroni and Cheese Day, boys, to you both and to all of our wonderful listeners. So in celebration of that, Van Leeuwen released today Macaroni Craft, pardon me, Craft, macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream this is not a joke at all and it was available in stores only if you go to the website and click on the ingredients it shows everything that you would expect to see from Kraft macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream it tells you the Kraft macaroni and cheese ingredients along with what's necessary for ice cream this is gluten-free to those folks out there worried about that you don't have to worry about the noodle so it looks it like the picture of it looks nice it's a nice packaging but boys craft macaroni and cheese flavored ice cream your thoughts
0: no <laughs> that's it no
1: could you be a little clearer please I don't think we're
0: quite <laughs> <laughs> solid that, nose. Does that make it clear? Uh-uh. Oh, Twelve dollars however- each. If Twelve dollars
2: each. If you said this was like lemon sherbet or ah, uh, geez, I don't know. Like some type of vanilla like just looking at the color of it it could potentially be different types of ice cream that i would actually be interested in no one was asking for that um and i know i say that a lot but like going back to the one we just reviewed people probably have asked for chuck e cheese pizza and so cool you guys produce that that that's cool no one has ever thought craft macaroni and cheese, man. I love that. But like, wouldn't it be better if it was ice cream? No one has ever said that. It looks like
1: a little easy Mac cup with some cursive writing on it. And you know, the macaroni and cheese colored ice cream. It does. No for me. Strong. No, for me. I love both as they are on their own ice cream, craft mac and cheese. I'm with you, boys. This is not the right combination. I'm I'm sure it sold out and went like crazy today just because of the fact of what it is. And people were dying to try it. But no, thank you. That's not a line I'm wanting to stand in.
0: Chris, as a, um, you know, as as a noted Wisconsin man, (laughs) are your are are your people like are they going to be for this?
1: No, that's all the dairy that you need,
0: baby. (laughs) (laughs)
2: Because like, you know, like this is this is what you
0: this is what your people do. Uh,
2: No, I don't think so. There, you know, people in Wisconsin are actually very particular about the ice cream that they have. And there's a lot of good ice cream in Wisconsin that people would probably look at this and think like that's gimmicky and trash. We actually uh, in addition to all that (laughs) beer that was brought here. We got some Leon's frozen custard, which is tremendous. I would recommend you try it, um, which is a Wisconsin delicacy. And if I showed up and tried to eat a cup of this at Leon's, I'd probably get thrown in jail. This is ridiculous.
1: No idea. Kings of Lawn was in Kings of Leon was in the ice cream business. So that's
2: fascinating. Better Good than craft <laughs> mac and cheese being in the ice cream business. that's for sure. So three solid guilties
0: is what yeah. I'm hearing. Yeah. I don't know how anyone can look at this and not think of okay, vanilla ice cream, and then just throw a packet that you make instant mac and cheese with. Just throw the packet on the ice cream. Right. That's
1: yeah. It's like they melted the ice cream, and instead of using water, they used melted melted ice cream with the the yes. cheese powder. Oh. Refroze the damn thing and put it in scoops.
0: No, God, get that out of here. Guilty.
1: Guilty, yeah. guilty, guilty. All right. Yeah, I'm yeah. going to stop screen sharing. Yeah. This
0: <laughs> Please. Thank you. Uh,
1: next up, this is one we teased actually a couple of weeks ago where we're combining bruise Day and Brunch Court into one. We have a Fudgy the Whale beer. <laughs> so you may recall Fudgy the Whale, the... Dessert treat, um, big Andy Bernard, big fan of of Fudgy the Whale. Um, so this is bringing back that old school dessert, Fudgy the Whale, and teaming up with Captain Lawrence Brewing Company, which is in New York, and they've created a stout that has brewed with chocolate crunches and fudge to give you fudgy the whale beer interested to know what you guys think of
0: this i listen to what you dan you say every week when talking about bruise day Mm -hmm. this doesn't even seem crazy to me because of the things that you say so i'm i i (laughs) for this this is like I'm good. I, 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 I'm, I'm for this because mainly because I listen to you every week, talk about something with cream cheese in it and it sounds delicious. So this, I I gotta try it. Yeah.
2: Yeah. I'm with you. Uh, for a lot of the same reasons, like I, you know, there are, this almost kind of reminds me, like, I feel like this would maybe taste like that yingling chocolate Porter that I had like 30 episodes ago. Like, I feel like, and that was That was delightful. I could have one of them. I couldn't have more Mm. than one of them, but it's worth a try. It's worth as like a dessert beer. And there's a time and a place for a dessert beer. So fudgy the beer. Yeah. Why not? I'm
1: all for this too. It's a genius idea. Combining these two forces. It's a 6%, 6% pastry stout. So not bad at all. Uh, I'm looking at some facts on untapped regarding it. Um, People are saying it's chocolatey, smooth, a little bit of coffee, it's creamy. Some people are tagging it as bitter. So that's interesting hmm. as well that you get a, a, a hint of bitter. But I encourage you to look it up. If you, if you have untapped, look it up, click the find it button. You can find this son bitch pretty much anywhere. I've got three areas within 10 miles that I can find this beer, which now means I need to get one and have it on a future <laughs> brews day yeah. and do a live taste test of the fudgy, the beer uh stout here so yeah i'm in favor of it great collaboration i can't wait to try
0: it yeah this is genius i'm in i'm in favor for this like i i'm all for it shouts to car and carvel is just fire ice cream like
1: carvel can't go wrong
0: god carvel is good so all for it
1: love it love it um we gotta dive into music Let's do it! Yeah, here we
0: we'll go. Let's do it. in the music. It. What we are listening to, and I will get us started, guys. Um, remember back in the day when Kanye West made music, yeah. um, fun yeah. times, right? <laughs> well, there's this dude named IDK who, on this song and a few other songs, um, is a song called Keto. He sounds exactly like Kanye West, and he and Pharrell is on this song. It's called. Uh, it's called yeah. the songs from Keto, and it's Pharrell's produce it uh swaley is on it and so is my favorite my favorite female rapper rico nasty the song's incredible i really believe that this is like a song that kanye just made and then decided not to put out because i don't know he was putting clothes out for gap i have no idea but that's what this song sounds like and little deep diving his engineer that he only works with mike dean he engineered this song so Mm. there's a lot of Kanye ties to this song and the dude sounds exactly like Kanye. So I think they just found somebody who sounds like Kanye. Cause they were like, this song's fire. We need to put this thing out with somebody who sounds like Kanye. And that's, <laughs> that's what we got. Keto by IDK. I'm telling you, this song's just phenomenal. Nice. Go
2: for it Chris. Yeah, I'll go second. Um, a band that I happened upon this week called Action Adventure actually got a tip from an old friend of this podcast, uh, the Spinning Thoughts podcast, our buddy Angelo. He does a great job. Um, He featured them uh, in their album, Pulling Focus. So I gave it a listen and really enjoyed it. To this point, I'm not sure exactly what song I want to put on our playlist uh, for this week, but I uh, will have one on there. Um, They're uh, a grittier form of pop punk, which... It may or may not uh, tickle your fancy, if you will, but uh, I'm a big fan of it. Um, it's just straight energy, the entire album, which is kind of why I'm having a lot of trouble picking one song in particular to, to feature. But uh, Action Adventure was a nice, uh, a, a happy surprise that I, I listened to this past week that I want to feature. Cool. I like it.
1: Uh, the Kid Leroy, Justin Bieber, stay. I mean, Damn. This song is a jam. It's one of my favorite songs of the summer. It'll be playing the rest of the summer. It's a collaboration that I would have never guessed or knew that we needed, but this song is just perfect. It's short, which kind of stinks, but it is complete fire. I I just, I can't stop listening to it. I know it's been on the radio and it's going to start catching even more steam here soon, but stay from the kid, Leroy and Justin Bieber. Amazing,
0: yeah, that song's great. I want them to do a like a collab project,
1: yeah, five songs,
0: something Oof. like that. I think it'd be fun, down. Um, because I really like that, I really like that song, and I like, you know, of course, we love Bieber, but Killer Roy, I like him too, so mm-hmm. yeah, good pick. Um, Julia Wolf, uh, I heard this song on a commercial, and what was the commercial? It was something I heard it on. Cause I like shazam it, and I was like, "This song sounds sweet." Well, it's called High Waist Jeans by Julia Wolf, and it's just a really good song. And, and it's just it's 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 very chill. And sh- and like you go like you go down a wormhole of her music, and it's all kind of the same. And it's like just really good chill music. And I'm a big fan of hers now. So Julia Wolf, High Waist Jeans.
2: Nice, uh, a band that is near and dear to my heart. Punchline. Celebrated its 24th anniversary three days ago, uh, which is both awesome and crazy to think that it's been 24 okay. years. I remember going to punchline shows at tiny clubs in Pittsburgh, and uh, they obviously ended up being huge, torn with Fall Out Boy and all kinds of stuff. Um, so Action is my favorite album that they've ever put out. Um, and you know, what's crazy is they have really good albums and songs before action, but they're so old that they're not on Spotify or any streaming service. So I can't put them on the playlist. So this is another one where I just want to give punchline some love. I'll put a song on the playlist this week, but if you've never listened to punchline, cue up the album action. And it's just so, it's so much, there's, there's just so many vibes of that pop punk, Scene in the early 2000s that emanate from that album. It's so good. I spent a little bit of time listening to it this week. I hadn't listened to it in a while. And uh it was it was good fun to reflect. So I'm gonna put punchline on the playlist this week.
1: Cool. Yeah, that's wild. 24 years when I saw that. Um a, a group that I've been putting on the playlist rather consistently lately because they just keep putting out great songs. And I've now put it on an EP, and I think I've literally put out put every song on the EP on the playlist over the past few months. But almost Monday till the end of time, I, I can't not do it. The the songs are too good. I listened to them every time they came out. They're just too good. Um, the EP is by the same name, and they've they've just been on this roll. Now that the EP is finally out. It has this song till the end of time has like major summer alt pop vibes to it. Kind of a funk driven bass line that goes through the whole chorus and just becomes really catchy and perfect for summer. So if you haven't gone on the train by now, this is quite literally your last opportunity. Almost Monday till the end of time.
0: Yeah. I love almost Monday. Shout out to the Ashton friend of the wrench breakdown. Yes. Yes. Uh Claire Rosencrantz just put out her EP and I've put out a bunch of songs of Claire's on the brunch breakdown over the past year. And one of the songs on the EP that's really good from top to bottom, uh, hotel. It's the very first song on there. And, um, I, the core, like the pre-chorus is her literally just saying, a and you think, <laughs> right? it's, at first you think it's like an, a weird instrument, but no, it's literally just like, they ran out of words. She like said, she ran out of words and it's just, she just go and then it goes with this awesome chorus. But like, it's just, it's silly teenage stuff. And the song has got really cool lyrics. And so she's basically just talking about how, you know, it takes you back to a time when you like, were doing things that you're like doing little dumb shit that your parents didn't like really know that you were doing, or you didn't think your parents knew that you were doing. And it just kind of takes you back to that time where you thought you were slick, but like, really you weren't, they kind of knew what the hell you were doing, but like, you thought like, Oh, I came in like 10 minutes after curfew. I'm so like, and they didn't hear me (laughs) shit like that. But it's like, it's, it's a, it's an awesome song. uh, It gives you some good feels from back in the day, but yeah, Claire Rosencrantz hotel. Check it out.
2: Uh, My last one, literally two hours ago, uh, one of my favorite bands of all time, Streetlight Manifesto, uh, just awoke from out of nowhere and said that they're knee deep in recording a brand new album. And that got me very excited because I just love that band. Uh, In my opinion, the greatest ska band of all time. Uh, And in my opinion, the greatest ska song of all time is point counterpoint by streetlight manifesto. So I'm really going to mix up the sound of the playlist this week. And I'm going to toss that bad boy in there. <laughs> I'm super excited. Um, They are, they just like, if you never listen to this band, another good one to check out might be your style might not be, but every single one of their songs are like mini symphonies. It, it, it's unbelievable. It, it is absolutely un- unbelievable. And uh give them a, give them check them out, but I'm going to put that on the playlist this week.
1: Exciting news. I yeah. like that. Um, I had Claire Rosencrantz on here, Hotel specifically as well, but I knew D.D.U. would, so I have a backup <laughs> song because I was ready for it. I knew <laughs> there had to be a crossover there. Um, Aurora, Cure For Me. Uh, she's a Norwegian singer, and if she rings a bell to anybody, it's because she sang on Into the Unknown from the Frozen 2 soundtrack with <laughs> Indina Manziel.
2: Okay.
1: <laughs> okay. <laughs> so maybe there's, or yeah, it's, maybe it's familiar from something, but she's on that song with her. Clearly not as well known, but uh, she's a Norwegian singer. And it's an interesting, fun little song. It's kind of a synthy, dancey chorus. That's just like super catchy. The first time I heard it, like, the song was fine. And then we got into that portion of it and it was just, whoa, this is a little bit different. This is a little funky. I like this. I like what I hear. She said she wrote it in a, you know, darker place. It was the world going through dark headlines and everything. That's all she was absorbing. But it, it turned out to sound a lot brighter than the lyrics actually uh, show. So Aurora, putting her on the playlist. Cure for me. Check it out.
0: Nice. I didn't know Frozen Two was going to get a shout out on the uh, on the show, but you know what? There it is. <laughs> I didn't know we'd be talking about big wieners and dirt <laughs> McTurds. So and Dave wants that. And Damn. Dave, yes, Dave wants that. There's wow. Uh, I don't know what. This podcast the is the best. This podcast <laughs> is the best. It really is, uh, boys. Any final thoughts before we get out of here on the brunch breakdown? Uh,
2: if Dave, Dave wants that, we would be happy to send you a cameo if you would like one, since you've done so many for us. We're available. We charge $51. Yeah. Or if any of our celebrity listeners want to do a cameo for
1: us, give us a shout out. Yeah. We'd be happy to, to strike up a deal. Uh Also breaking news, Popeye's coming out with chicken nuggets. So be on the ready because that's about to change the world of chicken nuggets. Just had to drop that in there.
0: And that's it for the brush breakdown. <laughs> Have a good one. Peace.